Hello, my name is Bada. I'm here with my colleague Yaya, and today we're going to talk about a political perspective revolving around culture involvement in Islam. Hello, Yaya. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. Thank you for joining me and having this podcast with me. Yes. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on board. Um, and basically, we want to talk about the involvement around Islam and the culture, political view or yeah. any sort of culture or what people say within the Asian community or yeah. any sort of community out there because everyone's obviously having a different sort of view. And I thought maybe doing us a podcast and explaining to people what exactly revolves around Islam and the culture. Yeah. Um, I'll let you begin first. I think um, there's a differentiation. Some may say that, you know, when we have Islam, uh, of, of course, Islam is a religion in itself, but there is some political viewments within Islam. And obviously that goes within the within the more of the sector, right? So you've got Sunni and Shia, um, and that's more to do with the political side of it. Um, and that's due to some people believing that um, Shia is the right way, um, and then there's the hadith that mentions that the Rasulullah said that <coughs> there will be around 73 different sectors and only one sector will go into Jannah. So there's uh, that whole political statement in Islam where people think that Ali was supposed to be the, the ruler and then um, that involves around differentiation. But uh, when we think about that hadith about the Rasulullah sallallahu so, there was a, a nice uh, lecture that um, kind of breaks it down into how to think about that hadith when the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said 73 sector it's not <coughs> exactly 73 sector right because what happens Correct. when there's 74 or when there's 75 mm. or when there's 76 so that in itself doesn't mean that all 73 sectors are going to go to hell because if there's more then um, what happens to them are they going to go to Jannah so you've got for example people who believe in this new version of called the pink Quran which this version is okay, essentially the pink sorry I'm going to stop you there the yeah. pink Quran the pink Quran yeah I've never heard of that pink Quran so, so yeah the pink Quran is basically another version of the Quran but people take out certain bits and they put in new bits so they're like it kind of like the the bible version right so all right um obviously a lot of people can rule that out because the quran is the the column uh, the column Allah, the the book of allah the book of allah yes of course of allah. Yeah. so we can easily rule that out as no, we can't believe in that right because when you add in something and say oh this is the new verse this is a new chapter it can't be because that's yeah. the final revelation uh, of course uh, the final book in a sense right i'm going to stop you there for, yeah. so how how did you find out about the pink quran was that uh, through america or cause this that... was through like social media so um, you see is that is that for around america because it sounds like something like this sort of Intervention, like invention, is basically coming from America. But no disregard to any Americans out there. Yeah. But it's just so uh, people out there will understand what actually pink run is. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, an American thing because I try to stick more to the facts. So if I don't know anything, I'll just say I don't know it. Right. No, right. that's to the best of my knowledge. That's honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah, uh, I don't know if it's an American thing or anything like that. But when I heard around it on social media, obviously, if it's if it's existing, people will talk about it. 
Mm. Things are existing, people will talk about it. So it does exist, that's why I know. Um, I don't know if people actually believe in it, but mm. I know that it is existing, right? So <clears throat> a lot of Muslims that I've seen in terms of reaction, they've completely ruled it out, right? But you, mm. you know, as centuries go by, you know, you would expect things to come out that are abnormal for Exactly, us, it's right? like unpredictable. It's yeah. just, you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So, for example, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that these certain people, even if they were to ask me for a, a million times, right? Or, you know, even if they ask me like a lot of times, I won't ask for them. I won't forgive them, right? Mm. But, you know, we know Allah as the Ar-Rahman, the all-forgiving, the oh, most exactly. merciful, the most gracious, right? So then that would contradict. But the reason why we don't say, you know, that's contradicting is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will forgive all your sins, even if it reaches the top of the skies. Exactly. Right? That's a road around culture because a lot of culture people say yeah. that, oh, you're going to go to hell. Oh, this is bad. doesn't happen. Oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. No. But yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually says in the Quran, no matter how high your gunas are or something that you've done something wrong, yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be Rahman and he will forgive yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah regardless so. of what you've done. But obviously that means like, Try not to go into that sort of area again and just basically go the right path and just follow the... Yeah, yeah. So now. Like, we all know about the hadith where the man, he killed 73 or 99 people above, right? Of course, yeah. And then he found Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him because he, he did his tawbah. He asked mm-hmm. for repentance. So what about the woman who was a prostitution yes. uh, and she gave a dog water mm-hmm. and went to Jannah, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> when we talk, going back to the 73 sector, you know, so long as the Muslim people believe you are Muslim, if you give your will to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm-hmm. right? You say that the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the last messenger. And you believe that Allah is the only one. No mm-hmm. son is associated, nothing is associated. He is the the one right. who created everything in exactly. existence, right? Then you are a Muslim, right? Mm. That is you being a Muslim. So, depending on 73 sector, you can't say, oh, Shias are going to go to hell. So, different other sectors are going to yeah. go to hell. So long as they have that main thesis that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one, mm. he's the creator, he created everything in existence, and there's no partnership with him. And the Rasulullah sallallahu is the last messenger. Yes. Now, when we go back to cultural, cultural is more... The different, right? Because mm-hmm. when we think about culture, it's differentiation, different nationalities, different types of uh, styles, and yeah, different types of beliefs. And yeah, it comes in like such a um, <clears throat> different sort of. It comes into under different sort of scenarios when it goes to even when there's khutbas around about around khutbah time or when people are at home generally yeah. speaking with parents or um sometimes if you know it comes also under anger management as well mm. so sometimes the um the word of like other people out there it just contradicts and makes them look like it is actually when when you actually tell a child um that this is bad and this is wrong they always revolve around culture and Islam mixed together. Mm. So they don't know or don't understand on how to depreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like you said, I'll, I'll let you carry on. Sorry, I'll cut you off. No, so essentially, uh, culture is completely different to uh, religion in itself, right? Because we have to put religion as our foundation mm. rather than culture. A lot of the older generation tend to put culture first, then 
religion, right? Yeah. And you can see that when it comes to like um, certain events, you know, you'd see some people, I'm not suggesting any names or anything like that, but you'd see more people evolved around cultural events rather than religion events, mm. right? And so um, that is where a lot of the you know the older generation get confused on and now um as younger generations grow up they get into the mix between religion and culture which one's more priority because they could say they can say to their parents you know but the quran says this but the islam says this but then the parents will make them feel guilty and say you know this is the culture yeah this is the way that we've gone grown up through you know are you abandoning things you should mm. then they feel the children grow up and feel like they're abandoning their family or their yeah. family is abandoning them because they're not taking the theory of the culture more exactly. than the religion and um you know it, it's a difficult time but we've also seen that these trials have also gone through the prophets yeah well. of course yeah 100 so, yeah. agree because it's like if you go back into history it's the same um, and like give you a prime example of um, a family that I met once yeah and there was um, a sister who was basically angry with a brother yeah so it was just a small little thing and then it rolled around the whole entire family and obviously it came down to understanding it's a cultural thing because Allah says that whatever you do you always need to make sure that you amend yourself yeah and make sure that you are allowed to go and knock on somebody's door anonymously mm. even if that person is angry yeah you've got to make your amends before you even do anything so you can't have no one out there angry with you mm. and you just got to make make sure that you are doing the right way and this is yeah. i think this is the right way that you should not be even though you're angry for a little while okay fair enough but the thing is that the world is not going to end over you know a big argument that's why wars wars start yeah yeah. And that's why the wars are happening. Um, and again, it revolves around culture. So the best thing to do is just out there, uh, if you are Muslims or not Muslims, just try and be mindful yeah. for the other person's well-being. Yeah. Because the other person would think, oh, why is that person angry with me? You should be all loving and caring and just making sure that you revolve around positiveness. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh... You know, Islam is not the hardest religion to follow. No, of course right? not. If 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 it is, it's not difficult, and um, you know when, when when you commit to Islam, right? And I've 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 read this. Um, there was this a Christian guy who said, you know, Muslims are the only one who would back their own religion, meaning that if there's any fault, or if you saw a guy, right? For for example, if we saw a guy outside, right? He was wearing he was wearing a, a, a t shirt that said something offensive about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How many Muslims will go up to that guy? Many. Many Muslims will go up mm. to that guy. But if it was in regards to Jesus, right, it would be different, right? Because you would okay, I'm not gonna be hundred percent sure, but they probably may be a few Christians who may mm. target that guy, right? But then there will also be a lot of Muslims because we believe in Jesus as well. Yeah, of course, we call him Isa. Yeah. Right. So there will be a lot of Muslims who will be who will back Isa as yeah. well. Right. So, when it comes to culture, we're going back to the culture thing. Right. Is that when it comes to Islam, hmm. everything has to be abolished. Right. Meaning that if something within your culture is affecting your deen or is contradicting towards the deen, you leave the culture. Of course, you I hundred percent agree. Yeah. That's right. totally understandable because culture is not part of Islam. Yeah. 
it was just man-made. This yeah. is a man-made thing, and it's nothing that Allah SWT or Hazrat has said yeah. that culture has to be mixed with Islam. But you, yeah. it do, you do mix culture if you want to, but only what is permissible. Yeah. So yeah. you should not be evolved around culture to say that, oh, because this person said this, 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 yeah. you have to add this onto it yeah. as well. Yeah. It's like when it comes down to weddings, there's always like six days, seven days, nine days, even yeah. ten days I've seen in America. Or I mean, I'm not against yeah. America, but it's yeah. just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. things are like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and like days are getting longer, nights yeah. are getting longer. And that, again, it's under, it comes down to people's well-being and, yeah. you know, it, it puts down a structure that other people will be looking. So there's people within that community will be saying, Oh, this person's done this much, and why are we doing this much? We have to do the double. Mm. But why would you do that? That's just not right. It's yeah. not that what Islam says that you have to show off. Yeah. And I understand they're not trying to show off, but it's just how the culture has mixed into Islam, and they forget that you only do two days. One is yeah. the wedding when you sign off the contract, and Allah SWT has obviously made those two lovebirds in yeah. heaven, and that's yeah. why they come into the world. And it is that's what it is. So you do you get the wedding out of the way and you sign your nikanama and then you do the valima whenever you feel like. But you've got to do the valima because that is vajib. You have to do that. That yeah. is needs to be done. Yeah. Um. So that, just for the viewers, if you were to explain what walima is, just sure. just for the viewers, if some don't know what walima is, valima. Yeah. Valima. Um. I'll put that into your hand. <laughs> so, uh, Walima would be, I think it would be the before the meeting of the parents, isn't it? No, the, so Walima is basically after the wedding. After that the wedding? They, the wedding uh, is? After the wedding. So, the Walima was given from the uh, boy side of the family. Boy side of the family. Sorry, I'm not, even, I'm not really married. So, I don't, <laughs> so uh, I don't know anything okay. about the marriage procedure. Um, but Donna knows. <laughs> What he knows more about the, the how the marriage procedure goes. Well, viewers, let's just pray for Yaya that uh, hopefully he should inshallah get married soon, and you know I hope he finds someone nice that he actually knows what you know things revolve around. So I don't know how to even begin with marriage. Anyways, so okay, so Valima is vajib. Yeah. Valima is basically said um around Hazrat that um, you 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 have to sort of give. Um, this is a charity sort of thing, I think, if I remember correctly, but I won't go into it so much because it is charity just to char- to everyone. So basically, to everyone to come in and join in the uh, two like people, the very, two people have joined in together. So it's like a charity food. All okay. right, it, it doesn't involve around music or anything whatsoever. Again, that comes down to culture. It's just a quiet wedding, uh, yeah. quiet valima that you have to do you're obliged to do and yeah yeah and it just basically shows that you're joining the families together yeah what happens is they don't join the families together after a couple of weeks down the line they're all arguing with each other so the argument comes down to culture and it just comes down from culture it comes down to basically giving the fact of like you know that's how um the magic happened so yeah you know the black magic (laughs) that comes in yeah I mean, to, to come back to the marriage part with the families joining together, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the person, you know, the, the husband and the wife, right? If they genuinely feel that they are able to support one another throughout the deen 
and they feel that they are able to you know work together and raise a family and the family has a bit of conflict here mm. then it's not up to the family's decision rather it's up to the person the individual to make their own decision right correct yes meaning that if they you know they should be grown up if you think that they are sensible that they can make their own decision mm. right then it's up to them to make the decision meaning that they know what's best for their deen and for the future exactly right they may get advice from the parents right yeah. but sometimes this is what i say that when it comes to culture sometimes parents will say things that are more to do with culture than religion meaning Correct, that yeah. if for example a muslim wanted to marry a different muslim but from a different country right mm. we we hear a lot of this that there's arguments there that how's the family supposed to communicate together yeah. how's this it's not about how the family is supposed to communicate or it comes down to color yeah or if it comes down to color that is different right because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran that i have created you in different tribes and nations so yeah. that you may integrate yes. this doesn't mean that when the sahabas goes to different countries and they spread islam no it doesn't mm. mean like that it means that you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made all of us a, a muslim that's why we call mm. ourselves ummah umma, that's when yes. we go to the masjid whoever mm. is standing next to us black white or different culture mm. we stand shoulder to shoulder yes. feet to feet right because we are ummah we are together mm. right we won't say oh this guy is from uh, south africa and uh, i'm from bangladesh so i should stand next to a bangladeshi guy instead of us no no that's just creating differences and obviously that is, that is uh, a war game yeah and that is not what the rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa said <clears throat> you should integrate right yes. These two couples or these two people who have interest in each other and they feel like you know what we can raise a family right no matter the different the, the language barrier mm. right if they both for example know english then they will raise their family you know at least they can communicate with their children english yeah. right if one person is arabic and the other person is i don't know pakistani mm. urdu and pakistan mm. uh, uh, arabic you know they will go hand to hand because maybe their children will go to quran classes and need the arabic language exactly right and they will also adopt the the urdu language yeah right it's you know when we send two children to school right they speak in french english mm. and parents are completely acceptable for that yeah exactly right so children can learn different languages it's and not... it should be permissible it should be actually drawn into different cultures yeah. different not cultures different languages so then they can understand other languages i mean it's exactly. like with my kids i would love them to learn latin yeah because that's the main language latin was actually first brought out and then obviously from latin all these other languages came out yeah 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 and being urdu a part of it yeah. also it came out some words from um from the language of urdu it also came out from latin as well Mm. few words but which i'm not going to go into because that's going to be you know we're actually talking about culture here yeah, so yeah, yeah. and also it comes down to like say for instance when we're talking about you um you said to me about the wedding and there's other people out there who like blind deaf or you know their yeah. limbs are not mi- missing they they find love yeah and they don't do nothing they just talk in sign languages and yeah. that i think that is beautiful because they don't shout yeah <laughs> so they don't you don't seem to see yeah, they don't, they don't, yeah. yeah you they don't, don't experience think, that part no yeah. you don't experience that because you can't yeah. hear anything they're just yeah. talking sign language yeah and yeah. that's my other main thing that i would like to do as well is also to learn two things i want to learn latin and obviously sign language yeah yeah um but again it comes down to like you know different people saying different views and and that's yeah. what we're here for but yeah i'll let you carry on so just going back to that you know if you are stopping a person who wants to get married wants to make things halal right and wants to marry someone who they think they will benefit mm. right and if it doesn't benefit them only they will know 
Yeah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide them. It's of not course. to the parents to guide them. Yes, it is important. They are the guardians and stuff like that, yes. But you have to give the role to also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of right? course. If, for example, later on, they don't mm. feel like this is a good marriage, right? And it's toxic. And it may affect the children in the future. And they may not have the children right now, right? Then they are right to have divorce. Even though it is... You know, you shouldn't try to get to divorce stage, but you should try to at least go to the imam, try to resolve it. If things cannot res- resolve, then you can go for that divorce yeah, as an option. I'm going to stop you there. I, d- I, do, I do believe yeah. that any marriage out there can be resolved yeah. and yeah. should not be going under divorce. Yeah, yeah. Unless there's got to be something really serious yeah. that has happened and... Again, comes down to culture. Again, comes yeah. down to money. Again, yeah. it comes down to the uh, hierarchy of the person. Yeah. Like how big or how much money the person's got. Yeah. That's why I think divorces are happening. And because other people who revolve around with people who don't seem to understand and they just say, oh, this is what happened to me and that's what happened to you. And this is what you need to do and go down under divorce. I am yeah. completely against yeah. When it comes down to divorces And I just want to rip that part up And say There's no divorces Yeah, You need to sit down Revolve yourself around each other And spend time with each other And just basically make sure that If there's any differences Or um, That things that you can resolve yeah. Which is Can be resolved yeah. There are several things out there I've seen There's um, uh, Someone I knew many years ago That um, the girl was Bengali and the boy was Pakistani. Yeah. And they both loved each other so much, they both actually ran away from home. Mm. And what happened, the brothers were after, because she was a single sister in the house. Yeah. Um, she ran away to the mosque with him, yeah. and they both got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was there to, sh- like, you know, to not sign the papers, but I was there as a witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the boy's dad, um, he's the one who signed the contract. and said, no, uh, signed the... Um, the Nikanama. Yeah. And I was so proud that I was like mixed culture. And I saw them a couple of weeks ago. Mashallah, they've got four kids. No, that's a yeah. And they're still going strong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them more strength. Uh-huh. But, you know, yeah. it's just... The thing is that it's such a beautiful thing. And that lady... Yeah. I know I salute her because she has my whole respect. Because she ran away from what she loved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not just yeah. the man himself. Yeah. But it's just she integrated into that... Yeah. Life, yeah, and you know the the question is is you know with a lot of families and stuff like that if if you're not supporting your children, especially when they're getting older they're twenty two and they're twenty three or something like that, and mm. then you know they can make the right decision, look, they've gone through everything, university mm. schools, and stuff like that that's why you've put them in the schools in the first place, so that they can develop and make their own decisions, yeah. so for example, they can cross the street knowing uh, what to do with a red light, orange light, and a green mm. light, right, yes, so if you put them into the school and you're expecting them to develop to the point where they're now able to make their own decisions, so mm. why can't they make their own decision when it comes to marriages, right? I agree. So this is... And then the thing that happens a lot of the time is the parents say no, the, the child feels like he's by himself, doesn't know what to do in this situation, and now he's either complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. or he's losing himself and his deen. Yes, right? I agree. And then that falls upon the parents who, you know, put that child in that situation. Right? I agree, because the, he's been put down as a loner. Yeah, 
and he thinks that the everyone around him is going to be against him except for his uh, the circle of his own parents. Yeah. So yeah. that circle of his own parents is always going to be there. Yeah. And it, this is not a, a target on anyone. It's just yeah. basically how it is seen. Yeah. yeah. So, and if that circle is broken, then it you feel like, you know, no one is accepting you. So yeah. there is a person out there, uh, like um, I've known, and he thinks that if you see something wrong on another person's face, it would constantly ask, are you okay? Or yeah. is, is there something wrong? Have I yeah. done something wrong? Or So that person is basically clueless and he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then when it comes down to like, um, cultural thing, oh, that's it, you've broken the circle, you're going to be, you know, that's gunah, that's this, that's that, you're going to hell. No. You bring the child to him, you ask him like what seems to be the problem, they don't answer, then, then just leave it. Let it be until the child himself is ready to actually... Okay, open up and say I think this is the problem yeah and the best thing to do I mean I've heard many people and even scholars say the best thing to do is just basically sit down ask for forgiveness from Allah and start reading your prayers which is namaz five times a day that's yeah. where it will basically cleanse yourself reason being is because when you do wuzu you basically are cleansing yourself yeah am I right right so yeah. I'll cut you in <laughs> no, no, no. um and so when we go back to the the cultural part in terms of uh, marriages, you know, what we what we're trying not to say is like abandon your culture. That's not what we're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're not right. saying to abandon yeah. your culture. Be proud of who you are, where you come from, the nationality that you're from. Remember to be proud of where you are. Yeah, right? that is fine. But when it comes to cult, when it comes to religion, and you're stopping someone or something from. Doing their religion, doing their deen, doing something that is fulfilled for them, for mm. them, that is required from them, then you are actually stopping that person from getting the reward. Yes, that is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given to them? Right? Yeah, but I'm going to stop you there. So yeah. they also get a reward themselves. Yeah, but that will be double, tripled to their parents as well, mm. because they will also get the reward. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So. But when we talk about the parents in itself, you know, when you're stopping someone from getting married as as a scenario, right? And they really want that person as the thing. Allow them to make that decision, right? If you now stop them and now they're going down to that broken hole where they're losing connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that that heart pain that they received, right? Do you not think as a parent that that pain that that, that they received from your action, from your saying will not be judged on the day of judgment. Um yeah, I I would say that it will be on the day of judgment, but I would you know, the the I would say some children should really forgive their parents for whatever they've done. Of because course we they don't should know what exactly um, you know, what the parents had were going through or what yeah, happened yeah. in their past or yeah. because I, I'm a total believer of forgiving everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I wouldn't put I wouldn't dare even put my any parents out there to yeah. be in front of Allah say, right, why did you do that to your kid? No. I would say to all children out there to basically forgive what their parents have done yeah. because you don't know what has happened in the past. And Of course, but, you know, there is... Of course, but there is... This is what I'm putting out for the parents, not to the children, but to the parents to then, to you know, if they're going to listen to this, to rethink what they say. Because the reason why is because every person on the Day of Judgment will be for themselves. And that is the reality. Which is true, yeah. That is the reality. You want to save your mom, 
right? Mm. You're saying it. You're saying that in this dunya, but in the hereafter, it's completely different. Yeah, we'll it's be complete, clueless. We won't know what's hit us. Yeah, as so. much attachment as you have to your parents right now, right? You have to say, you have to know that in the hereafter, it will be completely different. Right? Yeah, we won't know every who we are. every person will be against each other. Exactly. Your yeah. best friend will be against each other mm. to the point your own skin, your own hand, your own leg will be against you. Mm. So if you think that if your own body is going to be against you, do you think anyone else will save you? Exactly. Do you get Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, you know, as much as we want to say, uh, you know, it's important to forgive our parents, and we should, we should always say that, right? Mm. But you know, on that day. Everything will be exposed, mm. right? If a person exposes another person's sins, that person who exposed will get their sins exposed in publicly. Exactly. Right? Those who do their sins in pub in, in privately, right? The baddest sins in private, but they make tawbah. Yeah. They won't get their sins publicly announced, mm. right? Because they made that tawbah. Mm. They made their repentance, even though as bad as it is, they made that repentance in secret. Yeah. Exactly, right. but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. that that needs to be happening more yeah. often than having, you know, targeting people like saying, "Oh, this person done this to me," or that person. So if everyone just thinks in one circle and just says repents back to Allah and just says, "Look, we're, we're sorry, we won't do it again," but obviously, as a human being, everyone out there will just repent and then obviously do it again. Don't repent, then yeah. do it again. But that is not. You know, Allah SWT always gives you a leeway, but it only gives you so much. Yeah. Because you can't just keep doing it and then going back and doing it and coming back. No, but that, that's the thing. Because um, that's the beauty of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, right? He is Al-Jabbar. Yeah, you know, of course. Know, right? So um, that is the beauty. Because with Islam, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, right, that if mankind did mm. not sin, right, did not sin or do a mistake again, right? Yeah. Then I would have destroyed all of humanity and made a new race, of made course. a new uh, uh, mankind where they would sin and then they will come back and then they may sin again. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Because the only way you get stronger is if you fall back and you get back up again. That is the only way. Yeah. Right? If you fall back once and you get back, you may not be that strong. But if you, you repeatedly do it yeah. again and again and again, that is when you get strong. Exactly. And that's and so, when Allah SWT intervenes and then basically says, right, it just basically goes and it finishes. You yeah. won't even actually step into that area or step into that place or just yeah. say, it will be just, you won't be able to see it. You'll be, yeah. you'll be blindfolded yeah, from yeah, that yeah. because Allah SWT has said that I am going to save the my mankind and that's how I'm yeah. going to save it. Yeah. And that's why Allah SWT sends the angels and yeah. the angels also help Allah SWT. So if yeah. Allah SWT says to um, one of the angels like, Okay, go and protect him because he's read so much mm. for me. Mm. Or, you know, like your two angels are sitting on your shoulder, the one yeah. right and the one on the left. I feel yeah. sorry for both of them because both are writing so much about us yeah. that we never actually say thank you to them. Yeah. Um, you know, even the left one's writing the bad things, but still, you know, yeah. that left book should be empty and put to rest. But the thing is, is that even when we, for example, when we praise Allah, Always thinking them in secret. Of course, but that's only during salah, but not yeah. during like on a daily basis. On a daily like basis, saying, yeah. You know they're writing so much and bless them. That's what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put them down to. Is that all the angels out there you can say yeah. have got a job. Yeah. And these two are all constantly writing. Yeah. The other people out there, like uh, the other angels out there, they like constantly in um, sujood. They're mm. not gonna get up until Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. Mm. You know, there's so many different things 
that is so beautiful. But we as humankind always think of culture first, then Islam. Mm. So to getting rid of the culture and the music, I mean, the stuff out there. I mean, music is so much you can do, but then some people go into music of like, you know, words that are just not right. Yeah. Because it just goes, sometimes it goes against Islam. Yeah. And um, I think music in general, if you look at. No, listen, yeah. Yeah, so music in general is like, it, the reason why, mm. the reason why we say, well, for me, I used to, I want to admit this publicly, that I used to listen to music, right, when I did workouts and when I did to the gym, right, when I go to the gym, right. So when I went to the gym, I used to listen to music because it gives you that energy, right, yeah. it gives you that motivation to go and do the workouts and stuff like that, but then, uh, you know, it's been like almost six years or something like that, six or six years now and I haven't listened to any music so Marshall, you know, you're strong but I'm not at the moment, so no, I still love my like, music a lot of people will like <laughs> but I'll listen to it but then I will stop but then I will start yeah, listening to my yeah, yeah. Like, I that. <laughs> and like you know it takes you know it takes time to listen to it I mean you know here, here and there you sometimes will hear music because obviously we're in the western society right so you may go to Primark and you you always yeah. hear music anyway when you go in but you're going there for the necessary necessary part right but how do you feel like if you do hear the music when you do go into Primark or any of the shopping centre um, when you hear music do you like enjoy it or do you just does it not actually reach you because I to just want to yeah for me it just doesn't because I've not listened to music for a while now it just doesn't you know, it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect so to my like that. That's that. That's what I'm saying. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how Allah Taala works. So if you saying that you know you walk in, you hear the music, but it doesn't actually connect to you. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It, that's not your interest anymore at all. Yeah, yeah. And this is how people need to do. So they when they are connected to Allah Taala like you are. Yeah. That is another level. It's like with me as well. It's like when I used to like Coca Cola. Yeah. But now when I even look at Coca Cola. Mm. I feel like I'm actually big picking up a bag of sugar. Hmm, yeah, it doesn't yeah. actually reach my mouth because I was. It's yeah. so I've even I've had it like three or four times. Yeah, it just feels like I'm like Ugh, I feel sick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but that's how I, I wish I could like do other things as well. Yeah, and may Allah subhanahu wa taala like you know give us all shafa and get us back onto a track of removing some part of the cultures from Islam, and. Is there anything else you want to add on? Or um, because we just have to like wrap it up. Yeah, so we're going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. And so, um, no, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, culture, you know, be proud of you where you come from, right? Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, Islam and deen, and if it's contradicting, if it's, if culture is contradicting towards deen, yeah, then abandon the culture, abandon that specific part within the culture that's telling you to go against deen. That, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's that's about that's my statement for. for today. We're gonna wrap it up now. Thank you so much, Yaya, for letting me having some time, spending some time, and talking about the different cultures and life in Islam. Um, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank and you. Uh, inshallah, I think we should do another podcast. Definitely. Yes. Continuing. One hundred percent. We're gonna continue doing this. I think uh, there might be some arguments, some political things. Yeah. There are gonna be some laughs. Yeah. Um, and I thank you, Yaya, for joining me and in my podcast. Thank you. For and the hopefully, podcast, yeah. hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.